Rodgers in the shotgun. Three receivers left, one to the right. Packers need at least seven yards to move the chains. Rodgers gets the snap. Blitz is on. Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up rainbow. Cobb. He's got Cobb at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I am your host, Elliot Sill. I'm joined by the rabble rousers that are, <clears throat> excuse me, my two brothers, uh, mm. Peter and Andrew Sill. We are back um, for a special emergency edition of the Packer Force <laughs> Podcast. Emergency because we just realized after eight games that the Packers are playing a season this year, and it's already gone to shit. I fucking didn't even know there was football. No, just kidding. We haven't podcasted this year, uh, and that's just like a personal choice, man. It's just been professional obligations and parental obligations, but we're here. We're back. Yeah, I mean, the podcast has kind of... God damn it. You know, look, that's exactly why we never did it. It's exactly... Why we never did. Y'all, I am not editing this shit. This is raw and uncut, so let's... Who, Andrew, you go first. No, I was first! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I forgot what I was going to say. Andrew, Andrew, go ahead. I didn't have anything other than what I already said. <laughs> no one heard that. I was going to say that the Packer Force podcast has always been a way of us trying to give to the team. I think we are all very spiritual fans in that we believe that your energy, wherever you have it, it goes somewhere, right? That there is something spiritual. We indulge very heavily in magical thinking on this podcast. And I think after last year's loss, we were like, you know what, Packers, you do something for me. All right, mm-hmm. I've given you fucking everything I can, and I am depleted. You know what? Yeah, this is like a form of prayer for us. Not a form, not a, not a mode of profit, but a form of prayer. And yes. we realize that God doesn't give a shit about what we have to say. So you know, just like <laughs> most Christians fucking season feeling like the Packers owed us something. Aaron Rodgers spent all offseason letting us know that. Really, we owed him something, and emotionally, we've all been kind of struggling and at odds with that whole concept. But speaking of Aaron Rodgers, let's 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 mm. you know put those grievances to rest for now, and let's talk about the new grievances that we have with Aaron Rodgers. Because mm-hmm. what the fuck is Aaron Rodgers doing? I mean, wait, do you guys actually? Did you guys not see something like this coming? Did you guys actually expect that he was? Just a pro vaxxer. Was that 100% cemented in your mind? I just, I didn't think about it. And with guy, with NFL guys, athletes in general, man, they're so fucking exceptional about themselves mm-hmm. that, you know, oh, this is working for hundreds of millions of Americans, but mm, probably not me. <laughs> probably going to kill I, me or slow me down I don't somehow. need this. My body is... Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, who is going to think <clears throat> that more than Aaron Rodgers? 
Kyrie Irving. Ky- I hoped. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about, you know, last time we had a conversation about who was Kyrie Irving of the trio and who was James Harden, who was Kevin. Uh-huh. Well, Aaron Rodgers is the Packers' Kyrie Irving. Yes. He's the NFL's <laughs> Kyrie Irving. <clears throat> he's the NFL's problem. And he's a piece of shit. Let's let's not let's not mince words here. He did a piece of shit thing. He lied about doing that piece of shit thing. Um, and I mean, okay, I got a question for you. I got a question. So, it is how, a piece of shit thing not to get vaxxed. Yes. Yeah. I think I think it is a stupid thing. I think it, I think it's a stupid thing to not get vaxxed. I think he's a big dummy for it. Um. I think yes, it is. It is a piece of shit thing. Here, uh, do you think it makes him? How much more of a piece of shit does it make him, Andrew? I mean, being that this doesn't really surprise me, it just kind of. I don't know if it does make me mad. Doesn't disappoint me because I didn't expect much more. Mm-hmm. But I like it just validates the level of piece of shittiness that I had always kind of assumed him to be at that a lot of people were in denial about and I think a lot of people are starting to come to terms with that now so I just feel kind of vindicated and I'm I don't it doesn't make him worse to me it makes him better aligned with my view of him to the mass public and I enjoy that <laughs> Is there anyone that you guys know that has not been vaxxed that you've been okay with? No. I had someone I worked with that told me, and this was like the end of last school year, so it was like May, you know, 2021, told me that he was unvaxxed. And I heard him out, and it, you know, um, I... Yeah, I think it was hard not to judge in that mm-hmm. moment and be like, well, that makes me think less of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I wanted, I, I felt bad because I never followed up with the guy um, and, like, sent him a counter. I, I, mean, I, no, I, I heard No, I heard his argument out, and I had, like, I was thinking for the rest of the year just about, like, okay, here's what I'd say to that. Here's what I'd say to that. Mm-hmm. And I never, you know, messaged him on it. I felt kind of bad. Like I don't know. It's one of those things... It's like if if it's a real person doing it for real reasons, it's a lot harder to say like you're a piece of shit. But then that was you know things have changed I think since then, and there has been a a resurgence. And with the Delta variant, I think it like there was renewed pushes and renewed kind of resolve of like okay no, it is shitty to not get vaccinated. And mm-hmm. so I you know. Mm-hmm. My my, I don't. I haven't followed up with the guy to even know if he got vaccinated at some later point. I just like quietly kind of am wishing that he would get Judge. vaccinated and judging more. Yeah, as, mm-hmm. as time goes on. Yeah. So I've I've had I met uh, out on a, ho- a hike one time. I met a doctor, right, and she was a part of this like mobile hospital unit. Uh, that they're they're a new thing. It sounded like very you know ca- a capitalistic new innovative innovative way of you know of doing healthcare. She said that there were like 700 people, and this was like two months after the vaccine had come out. There were 700 people that worked in her company 
that were all physicians, doctors, nurses, whatever, and that about 150 of them had gotten the vaccination by that time when it was available to all of them. And so, you know, this was probably a more conservative um, thing. And yeah, all these all these people, I think there were legitimate concerns that there hadn't been uh, enough data or research out on the vaccine at that point. That was really early on. How I, early? It, it was like two months after. It was like February, okay, March, something like that, right? Um, and then I have another student, Candace, who's like 70 something years old, wonderful, progressive woman. We, you know, like during the Trump era, we just, it was so nice to have a lovely person like her to talk to. She was intelligent. She was a doctor. Um, she got vaccinated as soon as she could, but I was like, what would keep you from getting a vaccine? She was like, well, with this kind of vaccine as aggressive as it can be you know you there's just things you don't know with future diseases that may come out if it would cause like an autoimmune disease you know if all these you know if if the vaccine is like a key and the uh, the virus is like a lock you can have this key to to wrong things or something she was talking about something about uh, how it can potentially attack your own immune system or something like okay, that. Okay, so how does this relate to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? What, what this relates to is that there are experts out there that I've been like, okay, I understand that that you you have made a choice. Like, I can see you actually making a choice. I'm not going to make that choice. I haven't done the same amount of research as you. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers is an expert at throwing the football. He's an expert physical specimen, and he probably thinks that he's an expert on his own body. I would have to give him a little bit of credit for being someone that takes care of his body in such a way that that's like almost me being like, okay, that is kind of your choice. I think it's a selfish choice, but I understand the choice. I mean, the... The I have never thought of the vaccine in terms of its implications on I I haven't thought of the moral imperative to get the vaccine as like it will protect you from getting COVID. It will keep you safe. Mm-hmm. It is a public health initiative. It is a sacrificial thing that we all if we all commit to it, COVID would die. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it would die if everyone took the the, the vaccine, mm-hmm. and if people would just do that, we could have this post pandemic world that we so desperately crave. The reason why it's still going around is because people like Aaron Rodgers, people like these douchebag doctors who think that they know better than everyone, who don't understand the basic science of the vaccines and are more concerned with their the po- potential personal effects it could have on them later on. You know, mm-hmm. like worrying about something that could kill you in 20 years versus something that could kill you tomorrow 
not tomorrow, but like, however long it takes. There it's just is a, no it's, evidence if it kills you sooner, but there's also no evidence that it doesn't make us live longer. It's intended to make us healthier. I'm going to mm-hmm. laugh my ass off when 20 years from now, studies start to turn out facts that say vaccines are actually everybody that was vaccinated living five years longer. With bigger dicks. Yeah. But that's 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 an emotional thing. Better There's moves. nothing that you can base that on. So no, there isn't. But there's nothing you can base it off of either way. It's guesswork. It's hearsay. It's bullshit. It could go mm-hmm. either way. And my bet would be, with something designed to help you fight a disease, it would lengthen your life, not shorten it. To say that because you don't have enough information, there's a good chance it would shorten your life. Fucking nonsense. Complete nonsense. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's complete nonsense. No, I think it's I think right. it's nonsense. I think that they you know there is there is a process for that for these things and that process was followed. That process has been trusted to administer vaccines for like since the last pandemic a hundred years ago, like for longer than that, hundreds of years, this has been the way that we come up with vaccines. We we do it so that it can eradicate viruses, and we have eradicated several viruses this way. Mm-hmm. The difference mm-hmm. was buy-in, and now people are suddenly skeptical because fucking Ben Shapiro thinks that maybe there's something to this, and it's bullshit. And yeah, even if it's coming from the progressive side of things, which it is, it was in the case of. Um, Candace. Candace, and in the case of my coworker, it comes from the progressive side of things, like this naturalistic, like I'm gonna only put in my body what cavemen put in their bodies, mm-hmm. and that's, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, that's okay for your diet. It's not okay for public health. Mm-hmm. And there's a line, and it's been crossed. Mm-hmm. And these people are being selfish, mm-hmm. and it's it's a shitty thing for Aaron Rodgers to do. I don't want to talk, I. So even if he has legitimate stance to not maybe get the vaccine, he knows that other people are doing it. And that's where I get super, super enraged at these vaccine, anti-vax people who do it quietly close to the vest. Is like, if you have the prevailing science, let it prevail. Bring it to the fore. Let's talk about it. Bring it up and like have it win in a debate against you know the science of anthony fauci and the people who are saying no we all need to take this like Mm -hmm. let like let's let's hash it out Mm -hmm. but let's not say like "Mm, you can take the vaccine that's fine i'm just gonna not take it personally take that stance yeah so do you see a difference fucking bitch about it do you see a difference between Kyrie irving who was the voice of the silenced or whatever and then Aaron Rodgers, who came out and said, uh, yes, I've been immunized, came out with uh, false. Aaron Rodgers is but, more ca- cowardly. At least Kyrie yeah, Irving stood I up and took his medicine. I respect Kyrie more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least Kyrie. Uh, but, like, see, it, for because, me, because Kyrie is, is emboldening these this really stupid stance. He is emboldening it while Aaron Rodgers is, like, making it sound like he got the vaccine, but it was, like, a special, like, Aaron Rodgers-flavored vaccine, like the guys who get their own fucking special kind of Coca-Cola made for them because they have a billion dollars. What? Yeah, he's about to get the Rodgers <laughs> pandemic. That's shouts from the other room that I'm not going to edit out. Um, But it's... it's, And I don't want to... I don't 
I don't want to use Aaron Rodgers to put respect on Kyrie's name either, because Kyrie's a fucking idiot too. They're both stupid. Yeah. They're just stupid in different ways. And I think even if you want to equivocate on the vaccine science, which I don't, and I don't think it's smart to do, and I don't want to, I don't want to hear from anyone who isn't doing it on a grand public forum, right? Even if you want to wishwash about that, he said it. He said it like he was vaccinated. He gave those mm-hmm. reporters in the room the impression that he was vaccinated when he, in fact, was not. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't care if he lied to his teammates or if he told them the specifics of the situation or the team, whatever it was, man, it was it was a lie and he built it and used it so that he wouldn't be ostracized. And now it's come back on him and he's going, He's he's he needs to come out and say something. Mm-hmm. I think he's... He did this with the off-season situation, too, where he went away for the entire summer and didn't say shit, and then he came out, and everyone said, oh, it's such a, such a truthful press conference. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you have truth, bring it up. You don't have... You're not... You're, there's no wisdom in your fucking silence right now, Aaron. Mm-hmm. You're an idiot, okay? And that's the impression that people are reasonably forming off of the facts that have been reasonably found. So mm-hmm. reasonable people think you're stupid. Maybe you should fucking speak up for yourself instead of letting your name be floated out in the mud. Because if you do have some sort of explanation or some sort of understanding that isn't being included in these reports that needs to be included, mm-hmm. why don't you offer that instead of acting like you're smarter just because you're shutting up when the spotlight is on you in a negative way? Do you, do you expect any – is there a timeline for you? That, like, the longer this goes on, the worse it gets. The longer he stays silent, the worse it gets. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's, I, he's going to get better. He's going to come back and it, people are going to ask him about it. It's yeah. it's just, it's like, there is, the, this is a today feeling. A maybe it's a this week feeling. He's not going to probably say anything until, you know, I could see him maybe coming out and saying something Tuesday on McAfee. I could see him mm-hmm. skipping that and not going mm-hmm. because he wants to protect himself. It's just, he's... He thinks he's this really brilliant KG media presence, but I think if people are starting to see it. It's just like you're you're not as smart as you think you are, and we're all starting to figure that out. How smart do we do we think it is? This is it's a similar thing with that I have with Dave Chappelle is that people put him on this pedestal Ooh. as this prophet. Right. And same thing with like, I think I'm a little bit tired of that, of lifting up these celebrities like they are actually deities. I mean, I think it's just nice when there's some good in the world. And I think people saw that in Dave Chappelle's comedy. They see that in Aaron Rodgers football. It's just like you want these things to be truly good, meaning that they're they have integrity and they're good down to their bone structure. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah, and but I think like it, you know, you want to get into something, you want to get into the right things, you want to, you mm-hmm. know, I don't want to like if it came out that Rogers was a racist, I wouldn't want to be a Rogers fan. I think this is one of those things. Like I was talking to Boy, Andrew, I don't think this fucking puts him in the same level as Ben Roethlisberger. I I I see this as Rogers. Yes, is a fucking unique flower. He is always a complicated fellow. He's always seen himself as a special person. And that's, you know, like, I'm not saying that he's special because of that, but I'm saying that is his existence. That's, that's his mode of operating. That's what he is. And yeah, he's always been selfish. I think there's always been, 
this selfishness to him that like he's always been a piece of shit for that. So where are you at with this? I mean, you sound like you're like ready to you're ready to f- forgive him hand over fist. I don't know if that's the phrase there, but yeah, I, I, you, I mean like you you keep like defending him, but also insulting him so i'm a little confused where you stand part of part of me is enjoying getting your reaction out of it because i think you have some pointed things to say and i think you know forming it into a a intentional conversation like this has helped get some really good thoughts out of you i also do see this as a complete i i do see him as a complicated person i think he's why does he get to be complicated i think everyone gets to be complicated why doesn't everyone get to be fucking complicated why don't we all like i think we're all kind of pieces of shit in some ways sure but there there are times where being simple benefits people oh yeah and I, I don't I don't agree with his decision, but like to say that like oh this cements how much of a piece of shit he was, it's just, it, like he was always a he's a fucking millionaire he lives on a completely different planet and he plays this he play I love the way that he plays football I think it's interesting the way that he, I think it's interesting <laughs> you know I'm not saying I like it but it's it's I think he's an intriguing person. I had a lot harder time being romantic about football with this, knowing that this quarterback is... is Oh, man. Like, you look back at the fucking golden age of football, you want to be romantic about every old football player and how they probably beat the shit out of their wives. I mean, like... Mark Starr never laid a hand on Cherry Star. Did you read the Sports Illustrated when they were yelling at each other, sundowning and just screaming at each other? No. Yeah. When <laughs> they would go through, like, so they would sundown and he would just, like, yell at her and shit like that. And she would get mad and go or go cry and stuff. Yeah. You know. He's dead. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, like. So what was, what was your, I, I think, I, I do want to, I do want to stop for a second and, and I think our, our. <laughs> The odds of us having a large anti-vax contingent in our audience is pretty slim. So let's... I I just want to take a second to appreciate, though, understanding that it was a shitty thing to do, I want to take a step back and admire the chaotic shit show that it bred because it was a beautiful day on Packers Twitter. There were so many jokes and so many fucking shocked reactions and people just being like, wait, collectively, what the fuck yeah. is going it on? great. Aaron Nagler didn't think so. Aaron Nagler said it was a shameful day for fucking Packers Twitter. Did we learn nothing from the offseason? Shouldn't we wait to hear Rogers the man himself speak? Fuck yeah. no. Well, if I learned anything from the offseason... It's fuck waiting for him to speak because you know what he's going to fucking say and it's going to be some bullshit with a pretty spin on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking, I'm not interested in it. I'm really not. I know what he's going to fucking say and I don't care. What's he going to say? He's going to fucking say he thought he had the fucking correct procedures in place. He had the fucking immunities that he thought he was supposed to get. He seeked a special exemption from the NFL that he believed in, that the NFL was not ready to secure. He did not think he was a fucking threat to the team. He apologizes if he hurts anybody. Do you think we get a? Do you think we get an actual apology? 
I think we get no. a fucking sideways apology. Okay. No, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is just going to be like, he's going he's gonna to employ the respect line. He's going to say, I, you know, it was my right to a personal decision. Like, you know, he's going he's, he's to... Some people like, get special privileges around here. No, he's not going to say that. Some people don't need to be vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he's... He's going to spin a fucking golden yarn around like he does with every single thing because, like I've always said about the dude, he is a fantastic politician. He knows exactly what you words to use to fucking Such say as, what he means yeah, I've been and immunized. leave out exactly what mm-hmm. he doesn't want to say. Can you believe he said, yeah, I've been immunized? That was the that question. That was smooth. Oh, no, got... it wasn't. It was, dude. It fooled fucking everyone. Like, no one in the fucking media room pushed it. Except he said, yeah. Are you vaccinated? Yeah. I've been immunized. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it is... All right, all right, here's a question. If you guys didn't get immunized, would you lie about that shit? (laughs) Because I would lie about that shit. Like, I get why he lied. (laughs) I get why he lied, but that makes you intake, like... If you fucking stole something, would you lie about stealing it? Does that make it better that you fucking realize that you stole something and you lied about it? No, it doesn't Does make it better. fucking conscious fucking somehow halfway absolve you? No, you're still, if anything, you're a worse piece of shit. Well, that's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is the one that has to deal with himself. Like, that's not my responsibility. You know, like, however guilty he feels... Like, that actual guilt that you're talking about. Because does lying make you less guilty sometimes? Yeah. Like, you get away with shit sometimes if you lie. Aaron Rodgers has to deal with himself and, you know, wh- you know whatever whatever sort of existence he actually has. But it was a lie. And we're not allowed to say it wasn't a lie. Because he was asked, are you vaccinated? And yes. he said, yeah. Qualifying it by saying, right. I've been immunized. And if you I are... I do love how the conversation tracked throughout the day on Twitter from trying to say it wasn't yeah. a lie because he used the word immunized to eventually just everybody being like, okay, yeah, he fucking lied. <laughs> well, so this is this is the final question. Does Did he believe that he was vaccinated? I'm sure he believed that his immunity was at the level of others, and I'm sure that someone told him, no, it's not, and he was like, I know better than you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's... Suck? Sucked? What what is the fucking past tense of seeked? Sucked. Seeked? Okay, well, sought. he seeked an, ex- he sought. Sought an ex- exemption from the he fucking NFL based on his fucking shit. And the NFL did not grant it to them, to him, and fucking said, no, we're considering you unvaccinated despite what you fucking want to tell us. And the team knew it, and he knew it, and the fucking league knew it. Here's, here's the thing, they ultimately. They pretended like he was fucking vaccinated. Yeah, here's the thing, ultimately. That Aaron Rodgers has always thought that he was above the common person. That he is above the law. And that's what makes him so good at football. <laughs> and that's the thing, is that like he he's a he's a fucking celebrity narcissistic piece of shit, you know? Yes. But he plays football. <laughs> and that's 
That's what he does for me. But that, that's what I take from him. And so I don't get hurt at him being like, am I disappointed? Yes. But I don't get hurt at him being a piece of shit. Okay, but like, you know what? There's guys who are at that level that aren't pieces of shit. Devontae Adams, good dude. Aaron Jones, super good dude. Peyton Manning, a little fucking trite and hokey, (laughs) but pretty good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Aaron doesn't have to be a piece of shit. doesn't have to be a piece of shit in order to be this good at football. It's, it's not like if he's nicer, he'll yeah. get worse at football. Like, it, it, that, you're, you're talking about mutual exclusivity where there is none. I also don't have any control over who he is or who the Packers have. I think it's true. We could probably fucking lift up Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams more and be like, look at these outstanding citizens and fucking point to their conduct. Aaron Rodgers has been fucking playing like, you know, he's been playing like a rock star. He's been playing like the fucking stereotypical, like, whatever, man, this is my (laughs) band. (laughs) I'm going to rip this solo off right here. And fucking last game, he he blew it. But, you know, that's the band, dude. That's, you know. The one thing I hope this causes is just a slight enough rift between Devontae and Aaron that Devontae's like, you know what? Maybe I'll hang around Dude, with Devontae got the same fucking, fucking immunization treatment Aaron did, I bet. <laughs> I bet he got the same Dude, damn one. I, Devontae probably doesn't give a fuck. Devontae is solely focused on being the best wide receiver in football. He's like, it doesn't matter to him what Aaron Rodgers thinks about anything. It's just if you throw me the fucking ball right, we're good. But you know who probably so Devontae back? Devontae, I don't think it's been. I don't. I haven't seen him yet. Yeah. I don't think he's back. But like, I saw someone on Twitter say like, "Oh, this was probably Brady's doing." I was like, Brady probably has the same vaccine <laughs> as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, if there's someone fucking trying to get vaccinated with mung beans, they probably got vaccinated together after the fucking July golf outing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I do want to point out one thing that occurred to me today. Can you imagine if a black quarterback openly quit on his team at, like as soon as the season ended and demanded a trade and refused to go to voluntary workouts, refused any leadership responsibilities over the offseason... Um, openly rifted with the front office, except he didn't comment on it, and then came back and was wishy-washy on his and lied about his vaccination status and dressed up and took pictures on Halloween with him pointing a gun at the camera. Mm. Mm. Can you imagine how this would be handled? If this this figure was like, why has no one called Aaron Rodgers a distraction to the Packers? Why has no one used the D word distraction to describe what he's doing? He has been nothing but a distraction this entire time. I mean, he's been a little bit more. He's been a quarterback that's played pretty solid football. But the the conduct here, and I just want to point out, there is a double standard. And I think if you swipped swapped, Swiss swapped. If you swip if you swapped. Aaron Rodgers and Henry Ruggs, 
And people are going to get mad that I'm saying that because what Henry Ruggs did was just so beyond the pale. It's, you can't imagine any reasonable person mm-hmm. driving drunk and killing somebody. Mm-hmm. But if you swap them, I, I guarantee you people would be softer on, oh, Aaron Rodgers just made a yeah. mistake. And not saying put him away for life like they are with Henry Ruggs. We have, I think we have one example of that. That's Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mike Vick did get to come back into the league. He did. But no one was happy about it. (laughs) After he went to jail. Um, That dude still gets national football fucking talking gigs daily. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he 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 went to he went to jail and like renounced his stance and like has taken an active role in in eliminating yeah. dogfighting. Like he he, mm-hmm. he he paid a penance for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I just I, I was that occurred to me today, and I was like, you know, Aaron Rodgers yeah. is skating pretty pretty fucking pretty after after everything that he's done. In the way that he's detracted from the team, because my my next kind of question here is like, what does this do for this Packers team in the middle of a of a seven one season? Just this week, for the first time, you started seeing the Packers atop people's power rankings after blowing that whole horrendous game opening week. They have done nothing but win ever since, and now they're starting to get recognition. And then this happens. So, what does this do to the Packers in in terms of? the framework of their season and their hopes for a Super Bowl. Uh, perfect timing on this, because Aaron Rodgers was just about to take a fucking nap on the season anyway. <laughs> I mean, you saw that last draft, that last drive. When he really starts to get thinking too highly of himself, that's when I think things go to shit. When things actually get too big for him. Yeah, I was feeling like I knew we were going to beat the Cardinals. Because oh, yeah? I Yes. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Dude, my, my little student, Henry, came in. He was like, Packers are going to lose to the Cardinals. And once he said that, I was like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea. That was that was Tuesday. And like ever since then, I was confident. How old is Henry? Henry is in ninth grade. And so, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I had a bad feeling after the Cardinals game. I was like, you know, that was an emotional win. Aaron, like, there's there's an obvious weakness here with Aaron Rodgers. Is that I don't know. There's too many. I think it's I think it's good that I don't know. I think this could be helpful. Put Jordan Love out there. I think Jordan Love's gonna be just fine. I think Jordan Love's gonna be okay. And then it'll be Aaron Rodgers having to come back in, prove himself to the fan base, prove himself to uh you know that he's better than Jordan Love, that Jordan Love has no business on a football field. Really cement that. I think I think it's gonna be just fine and alright that's the thing, is that like I don't think that narrative is just fine. I don't want him okay. coming in and proving that at all. I want Jordan Love to be successful and I want fucking Aaron Rodgers to come in and be like, look, yeah. Maybe you guys have a reason to be fucking excited about the future, but this is my last dance, so we're going to do my thing. But in the meantime, I really hope Devontae Adams is there to help fucking Jordan Love out on his excursion into the foray of football. He's going to need some help. 
he's going to need a lot of help to win this game. And this is a struggling Kansas City team, but they're a very capable Kansas City team to jump up and bite you in the ass at any time. They still have mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think we've been held hostage a bit by Aaron Rodgers' success. Mm-hmm. If he starts failing, we get to let him go a lot quicker and easier. But we want to get the Super Bowl out of him. So, but yeah, let's let's like eyes on the prize here, the Super Bowl, and let's assume for now because this could go multiple ways, right? But let's assume that Aaron misses two games because the soonest he could possibly come back is the day before the Seattle game. And I think, yes, Aaron Rodgers is a player that you can plug in and have him go start, obviously. Um, but I think... And also, we still have no idea if Russell Wilson's playing that game. Yeah, he, he, he may be back for that game. He may not. Um, but I think it would also make sense in a certain light. If he, ha- if he, gets, if he has COVID and is sick and is needing to recover from that, it would make sense to give him, you know, the one additional day necessary to get better. Right. So there's a good chance he misses two games. What does this do for the locker room? What does this do for his momentum um, and the team's momentum in the playoff seeding race? Does this land us in Tampa or L.A.? Um, I won't say Dallas because that would be a win for us. But, like... Does this land us in L.A. or in Tampa for, for a game that could have been here that leads to us you know, losing a game that we should win? Is this, is this kind of the first crack in the facade of this season, other than you know, the opening day loss, which I think had been pretty well sealed up with the seven-game win? Any, if, you, mm-hmm. if you win seven games anytime you lose one, you're in good shape. Yeah. I, I don't think this hurts our playoff chances. Right. Yeah. Eyes. Eyes on the prize. I, dude. I don't think that we're going to fall out of this, out of the playoffs. Oh, a chance to get to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah I'm not yeah. saying get to the playoffs. I'm saying Sorry. seeding in the playoffs. Oh, and seeding in. Yeah. I. I don't know. It could. It could hurt that. But I don't know if that affects our Super Bowl. Chances. Does it hurt the locker room? So this year has been about the chaos that Aaron Rodgers sows and just being like, all right, dude, fuck it. We're going to trust you. We're going to try. Like, that is that is the narrative of this year. It's the Aaron Rodgers chaos here saying, listen, I'm going to do it my way. That's how the that's how the play has been on the football field. That's been the, nor- the narrative off the football field. And I think we just got to sit back and be like, all right, prove it. Show us what you got. And so far, we're seven and one, and the number one team in the power rankings. Well, we're not number one anymore. We were number one on Tuesday. We're not number one on Thursday. No. Yeah, but <laughs> but second half That's of the season, fine. Act Look, Two. As far as seeding goes, I don't want the number one seed. <laughs> I don't want to coast in the playoffs. I want to. If this is the last dance, well, let's earn some shit. Let's go through some fucking battles. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It means nothing if it feels gifted, because we were robbed so hard last year by our own fucking misgivings that for it to mean anything this year, it needs to be thoroughly earned. And for it to be earned, I feel like we need to come from a fucking position of 
not just coasting, not skating. I don't want to get into the fucking playoffs with the fucking perfect record because, look, it's been a fucking easy season. I don't know how. But we have skated and coasted in a lot of games. We have won a lot of games that we probably should have lost. We've fucking won games that we should have tied. And for us to have to fucking take a loss because Jordan Love is in for a game or two, that's that's fine. That's growth for the future. That's that's a part of the Green Bay Packers that I want to be rolled into this year so this year isn't completely about just this stupid fucking Aaron Rodgers-centric ass drama-filled fucking year. I would like the future and the entirety of the team to focus someplace so it's not entirely just the fucking narrative of what Aaron Rodgers does in this fucking year. It's fucking boring to me. I mean, I think it, it is... I, I agree that this is the most interesting... This is the most interesting turn the season has taken by <laughs> by a lot because you're going to I mean obviously these games are interesting now assuming two these games are interesting because it's like what do we got aside from Aaron Rodgers we've seen what we have aside from pretty much every other good player on the team um yeah right yeah um and it's time to time to get that perspective from Aaron Rodgers, you know, without Aaron Rodgers. And then he, you know, there is this, this is a, a crossroads of how are we going to handle it as a locker room? Is this, are we going to, is this going to galvanize us? Are we going to come together and be like, you know, we, we are a team. We support Aaron. He got sick. It's not his fault he got sick. He tried to do what he could do, and people are fucking shitting on him. On the, you know, the local media, the national media, the fans everywhere. Um, and if they want to use that and use that to win a Super Bowl, I'm fine with that. You know, like mm-hmm. th- so. This is the this is the conflict I feel. Like I feel like you mentioned Ben Roethlisberger earlier. If Aaron Rodgers, you know did that it's definitely if if he raped someone it's different right you don't want to root for that guy anymore you don't think it's worth it to cheer him on in football games i don't think you get that level of disrespect you know loss of respect um to to you know hating someone like for what aaron Rodgers did because he's not the only Mm. one to do it um, you know, it, case study being Alan Lazard. With Alan Lazard, it's just like it was a dumb thing to do. You're selfish. Mm-hmm. You got some consequences for it. I hope that you change. But yeah. you know, and it's kind of yeah, you know, it's kind of the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. It's different because he's in a leadership position because he fucking lied about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's you know. I'm gonna cheer for him when he comes back. It's not. It's not bad. It's just. I'm, I'm gonna call him a dumb fuck. He's a dumb fuck. He's a dumb. Good one, you dumb fuck. Yeah, I will never allow myself to feel. I want to get an Aaron Rodgers jersey and get the name dumb fuck. Dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tight. Dude, I bet you could get that. You just like have to sew it yourself. You sew it on there. You could do that though. Be worth it. Um. It, yeah, and then I think like 
This is this is piling on some more fucking plot between between the last NFC Championship game and this year's team. It's definitely putting in putting some more layers of plot. So yeah. I'm forgetting more about how stupid it was that we didn't just fucking win the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Yeah, that that is one thing. It's, yeah. There's part of it that like the void is just creeping back. The void is kind of creeping and it's like the fuck are you doing? Like you're sabotaging this team. Mhm. But it is kind of overwhelming how like it brings you into this moment. <laughs> and kind of brings you out like this is definitely a different year than last year. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? This yeah. shit wasn't happening. There yeah. were no fans. Yeah, how is this year more affected by COVID? Right. Well, I mean, last year... Because last year people were safer. Way safer, yes. That's the difference. People are, yeah. people are like, okay, we got needles in us so we can... Some of us got vaccines so we can all right. be reckless. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got to make sure that this is clear. I think anyone that doesn't get the vaccine is making a selfish decision. That it is ultimately a self. The the reason you get the vaccine is to protect yourself and to protect others. Okay, but it's also I I want to push back on that because I don't think selfish is strong enough. Like it's a mm-hmm. selfish decision, and it's you don't have to push back. You can lead it somewhere else. Okay, is yeah. it not only narcissistic? It's a it's a selfish, narcissistic, and delusional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stance to take because it's you're wrong. you you think of your reality and your body as more important than the bodies of others around you and it's not it is mm-hmm. to you but it's not in general so you're you're mm-hmm. take you're you're refusing this you're putting others at risk mm-hmm. you're allowing others you know to be at risk where you could make them safe. And that's where it's it's Bad. more than just selfish. It's not only cuz it's like, you know, when I when I when I decide to give myself food instead of give it to the homeless person on the street, that's selfish. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's like it's kind of justifiable because like I got I need to eat too. And I, I need to protect myself, and this person has equal access to food that I have nothing to do with their access to food. Mm-hmm. The, the vaccine is different, where if mm-hmm. I don't get vaccinated, all of a sudden I've increased, like, it's like I'm increasing the risk. The vector for... Yeah. So it's... Yeah. I mean, I should give more homeless people food and money than I do. That's... <laughs> That's probably why I brought yeah, that up, honestly. Not... <laughs> that, was a, that was a self-conscious thing. Um, so anyway, we've got Jordan Love. We've got the Chiefs. Love versus Mahomes. That, that Ma- Rodgers-Mahomes matchup that just won't be. Yep, yep. Just not meant to be. Must be in their state farm contracts or something. Um, uh, after what Dude, happened with Chris Paul and NFL, Yeah, the NFL said 94% of players are vaccinated. That can't be true. There's no way that's true. That cannot be true. Because then we're, we're already at our over our 94%. So that would mean on Wait, our team... Between Lazard and Rodgers. Yeah, anyone else? I mean, 2 oh, out of 53 is... That's Yeah, that's, what, that's what, 4%, right? So yeah. like one, if one more person isn't vaccinated... That's over the... That's it. Yeah. 
But if if Rodgers isn't, if these guys, yeah, we didn't know. Yeah, that's 3.8% So two people. So, I mean, I still think Zedarius isn't vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, I think... Oh, man. I, think, I don't know. That would be a bummer. I think, we, I think someone should ask LaFleur in the next press, or, like, who are all the players on the team that aren't vaccinated? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's got to be way more questions about it. And I think yeah. that should be public information. Like, people should know. I think reporters should know, especially if reporters are made to go into rooms with these people and listen to them talk into microphones. Well, they're not – are they still going into rooms with people? Yes. Some with of them. Some of them. Yeah, most of it is Zoom room. Not like Alan Lazard. Alan yeah. Lazard's not giving right. press conferences unless he catches, like, a game-winning touchdown. But Right, 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 right. So, yeah. what are your expectations for, for Jordan Love in this offense? You said you think he would be fine. I think he'll be fine. Like What What do you mean just fine, though? Because you're talking mm-hmm. about a player who's never played a meaningful game. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I mean that personally. Like, he never in your life, Jordan, mm-hmm. none of those Utah State games meant shit. Yeah. None of your high school games meant anything. Yeah. Okay? This is the first game that of your life that means something. Okay, this is what I'll say. Jordan Love in Matt LaFleur's offense... I would take that over Justin Fields and in Matt Nagy's offense. Okay, you've compared him to one of the worst quarterbacks playing. Right, right, right. right. Where, where <laughs> what do you think? So, and that's for a guy that's never played a meaningful NFL start. That's never actually played an NFL start and never seen meaningful Let me, times. Let's put let's put it like this: with Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are a 13-win team in a 16-game season mm-hmm. with Matt Lafleur. Where are they with Jordan Love? What is the win drop off if you're taking a full season view? Uh-huh. Oh, right now they're a 13 win team with Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron yes. Rodgers. So you swap oh. the only those two you become a how many wins? Uh you become a 7 win team. I think 6 or 7. You're only taking 13 seven. wins? No, I'm saying like based on last year. Yeah. And the year before. Yeah, but this is a different year and there's a different number of games. And based on what yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to prorate the fucking win total, Andrew. <laughs> thirteen point percent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's let's just say thirteen wins. Let's say I mean they feel thirteen and three. They you know they were seven and one. Yeah. Can you check the right? What were they seven and one last year? Um, yeah, they were. They've been seven and one before in their thirteen and three seasons. This is nothing unprecedented. And Andrew, it's not like we're beating teams worse than we have. Like we we beat the Bengals after they missed a field goal in overtime. Okay, yeah. like we're not that hot sh- of shit, and we haven't scored over twenty four points since the Lions game. So yeah, we're not that hot, but yet we just keep winning. We keep coasting to these fucking cozy wins. Oh my god, you guys. The- Arguing over this number of thirteen or fifteen, what, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So semantics. what do you think? Seven but with Jordan Love all season. Yeah, I'd I'd I put think it, we're eight and eight. Jesus, eight and nine. That's a lot of games that yeah. you're that you're saying of drop off. You're saying there are six games that we win with Aaron Rodgers that we lose with Jordan Love. That's At a least. lot. Yeah, that's a lot. At least. Um. In the same team I mean, around him. He's it. a really yep. good quarterback. He's the MVP of the league right now. I don't know if he's caught that. But okay, so now let's let's think of someone else. What if you sub out Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson? Mm-hmm. What is this team? Okay. Um. Oh, let's see. 
11. I don't think Russell would know how to use Devontae as well. I think Russell throws a... He would know how to use MVS a lot better. He would know how to use MVS a lot better. He knows how to use fucking DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. He can throw a good deep ball. I actually don't know if he does know how to use DK Metcalf, but that's another point. Okay. Um, yeah, I think... I think... I mean, I was thinking like 10... For Jordan, for, for Jordan, Jordan Love. for what I want out of Jordan Love right now in in year two, yeah. I want Jordan Love to be able to lead this team to a ten and six season. No, I don't think so. I mean, Brett Hundley. It's super lofty. Yeah. Brett Hundley is like your six or seven win guy. Was like six and ten. Yeah, I I would. Look, what Aaron Rodgers interceptions are? Are they still at two or three? No, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Jordan Love's Somewhere throwing three or four. Yeah, Jer- Jordan Love is throwing fucking twelve interceptions. At no, least. I mean, I, let me say this: I was thinking ten, but like hearing you say seven, like that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. you know, yeah, it's yeah. a weird way to compare quarterbacks, but I, it's just what came to mind. Yeah. So I think, like, you know, what is just fine then? Two hundred. Because I, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get a feel on. Is your idea of just fine? Is him? Is that him throwing for? 200 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions? Like, is that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's... Yeah, I think Jordan Love can throw for 250 to 300 yards, uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, those, I think, those are, like, kind of similar to Aaron Rodgers' numbers, honestly. I think... Jordan Love is going to run the textbook version of this offense. Aaron Rodgers has his own special version of this offense where he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Jordan Love is going to be running, like, fucking Shanahan outside zone offense 101. You know? We'll see. Yeah. I think... I think... The thing is, I don't see Love as like this... I like to him imagine him as being sufficiently aggressive in throwing downfield. I don't want to see a guy who's afraid to throw it ten yards downfield. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like you see the bad quarterbacks and they really do limit themselves in the way that they throw. Like, like I watch like Daniel Jones play or Geno Smith play, and it's mm-hmm. like every time they throw downfield, it seems like they're holding their breath. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think Jordan Love is that kind of person i don't think he was in the preseason obviously it's way different but um i want to see him take some shots and and be consistently my may you know moderately aggressive mm. not I, i'm not so worried about like can you throw a deep ball because that's an arm pun if it's picked off i'm worrying about like are you willing to throw 15 yards over the middle mm-hmm. um because yeah. yeah. that's 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 where you get chunk plays that get you downfield mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he can make those throws. I think he's also going to make some dumb throws. That's what he's done in the preseason. That's what he that's what he did in the first game too. I think he made you know he's going to make a couple mistakes. That's true. Aggressive this mistakes. This isn't Love's first regular season action. Yeah. I think Amari Rogers is going to benefit from this. I don't think Amari Rogers is worth mentioning in this I'm gonna podcast. I'm going to fucking start Amari Rogers in my flex position. That's fantasy. I, I bet he gets you zero points. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Should we do force powers? No. 
yeah, that is correct. Too. The answer is no. We should not do force power. Um, thank you. I think we're done. I think we're done talking. What's your prediction for the Chiefs game? Do you think we win? Jesus, Andrew. one of you go. <laughs> Andrew says no. I think that, uh, let's see, if I had a score prediction, I oh, I take, here's the thing, is that I think that the Packers can get a lead in this game, mm. but I don't think we can win. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to, I... No, that's I, a really good point. Yeah. That's a really good way of looking at it, because... I don't trust Love late, and I I don't trust our defense against Mahomes late. Right. Um, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to forgive Aaron Rodgers real quick after this game when Mahomes comes back out there, torches our defense in the fourth quarter, <laughs> and the in the second half, like in the middle of the third quarter, Pat Mahomes is just going to wake up and be like, and then fucking, yeah, Jordan Love is going to throw two interceptions in the second half. It's Black Mountain right there. I think that's a pretty sound prediction. Yeah. I don't need to watch the game on Sunday. <laughs> I'm no longer excited for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, because this team is like, this team is one that will give up some points, but it's it also has that championship DNA. It has Tyron Matthew, you know, mm-hmm. Daniel Sorensen. It. These are these are guys who make gutty plays at gutty times. They're in a critical point of their season. They just had a loss, a, a win that felt like a loss against the Giants. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I I I think. Yeah. I, Someone said that the Chiefs defense is like the Boise State defense. You know. I'll say this more than anything. This gotcha. Packers team this Sunday <laughs> needs its fans. Yeah. If you want to win this game, it's on us. We need to show up. We need to show In up. Kansas in Kansas City, though, but it's not it's not a home game. Biggest piece you've ever thought about. Andrew, you should go to that game. By myself? Yeah. No, thank you. You just said they need its fans. Yeah. Y'all want to go? Let's go. By myself? No, thank you. That'd be a cathartic experience. No, it wouldn't. Yeesh. It could be interesting and fun, but cathartic, no. <laughs> I guess that's fitting for the way, the way this podcast ended. I'm playing Daybreak, Andrew. On that note, um, thanks. Great. Thank you. I'm in bed. Thank you for listening to the Packers Force podcast from our beds. Um, yes, me and my younger brother still sleep in the same bed, toe to toe. Um, I think the Packers are going to win this game, actually. Yeah! There we go. Let's talk about it. I want them to win. Listen, Aaron Jones, if we get David Bakhtiari back, there's going to be 
There's gonna be some good momentum. We're gonna get Kevin King back. Yeah. Uh, MBS. It's there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going our way. You know the Aaron Rodgers thing. It hurts. Mm-hmm. But it, at least we have time to prepare for it. We'll get the best version of Jordan Love that we've seen. The the newest model, the most prepared for the assignment. Um. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to dictate these next... If there's two games, it's going to dictate the future of the franchise. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that's it's a pretty interesting time to be a Packer fan. Yeah, that's true. All right. It is fascinating. On that May note... you live in interesting times. Boy, do we ever... Fuck Dave Chappelle. 